From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. John Gorka is in studio today. If you know the name, then you already know he's a modern-day traveling troubadour, a one-man show of honest folk-style tunes that one critic said have a way of working on you long after you thought you had them figured out. He's here in Utah to play Salt Lake City's Arts Festival and teach a songwriting workshop for the Intermountain Acoustic Music Association. He's released 12 albums, and he'll play several songs for us from his latest release, Bright Side of Down. But first, we're going to hear a John Gorka staple that says a lot about where he comes from. And if I had to describe his music, and I tried to, I would have to say that even the new songs that I listened to felt somehow comfortable, like putting on a jean jacket that someone had already broken in a little bit. That's how it felt. So we're going to let John place himself in time and space with a favorite. It's called I'm From New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey I don't expect too much If the world ended today I would adjust I'm from New Jersey No, I don't talk that way I watched too much TV When I was young I'm from New Jersey My mom's Italian I've read those mafia books We don't belong There were girls from New Jersey Who had that great big hair Once found in shopping malls I will take you there Jersey, it's not like Texas, no, there is no mystery, I can't pretend, I'm from New Jersey, it's like Ohio, but even more so, imagine that, I know which exit and where I'm bound. Tolls on the parkway, they will slow you down. New Jersey people, they will surprise you, cause they're not expected to do too much. They will try harder, they may go further Cause they never think that they are good enough I'm from New Jersey, I don't expect too much If the world ended today, I would adjust Yes, I would adjust, I would adjust
Yes, John Corker really is from New Jersey, as the song clearly explained. This is Highway 89 on BYU Radio. John was born and raised in Colonia, New Jersey, lives in Minnesota now for mm-hmm. quite some time. But uh, did you feel the need to to have a song that introduced you, and did people always ask well, about this? Uh, there was, uh, so I knew that there was something about being from New Jersey that was, was uh, different, but I, it took me a long time to figure out <laughs> what it was uh, until I moved away to go to Pennsylvania to go to school and uh, to go to college at Moravian College, and I didn't really see, uh, know that people made fun of New Jersey uh, until until then. And uh, I knew there was something about it, and it wasn't until reading a, a book called the, "The Sports Writer" by Richard Ford that it's, he's a sports writer and that takes place in New Jersey. And there's uh, something. What he, the way he wrote about it kind of crystallized my ideas, and I was able to write that song after, right after that. So I, I almost feel obligated to ask. It's like Ohio, but even more so. In, yeah. More so in, in, what is that way? Well, the, uh, how that came about is I remember my first times playing in Ohio, and I think it was probably northeastern Ohio, and uh, it just people seemed very normal and uh, and familiar. So I, so there's something about. There is a, a, a kinship there. Uh, maybe it's, my father was uh, born in southeastern Ohio, so maybe there's some sort of a, a DNA uh, a connection there. So at some point, do you think there'll be a Minnesota song, or you're just going to stick with I'm, I'm from well, New Jersey? I, I'm, I'll always be from New Jersey, but my wife, who's from Minnesota, said uh, this is the first record of mine that she felt had the sense of being uh, in, in Minnesota, or at least the upper Midwest. Oh, Interesting. Because we'll be hearing some of those. Yeah. In fact, yeah. let's have you take okay. your place. We're about to hear John Gorka. He's going to sing for us uh, The Bright Side of Down, which is the title track of his 2014 album. And, capos. and as he is flipping capos here, I do want to mention that uh, he once had a notebook and a guitar stolen out of his car. I'm going to ask John about this, too, because to me, this seems like this could... This would almost be like someone stealing your diary, I think, and, or if not worse. So here is Bright Side of Down. Time takes almost everything me and time will take my time I look around for things to bring To ease the way down the uphill climbs On the bright side of down This side of the ground It's a long way around and around They say that time is slowed by speed But really that's not the way it seems Maybe the key is thoughtful words and deeds To open up the voices of your dreams On the bright side of down This side of the ground a long way around and around There are a few things we can pass along 
maybe that will be enough Half the distance to the beautiful With some of the many ways to love On the bright side of down This side of the ground It's a long way around and around Right side of down, this side of the ground. It's a long way around and around. I've got to live a long, long time for eyes that light up everything they see. Can't check out early like those friends of mine The faster you go, the less you need The bright side of down, this side of the ground It's a long way around and around The bright side of down, this side of the ground Long way around and around Singer-songwriter John Gorka with the title track of his latest album, Bright Side of Down. You're listening to BYU Radio's live music program, Highway 89, I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Uh, John Gorka got his first guitar when he was ten years old, but I understand you didn't get to hang on to it very long. Yeah, my my brother, my older brother, uh, was not a real good guitar, and uh, the strings were pretty far from the fret fretboard, so I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> able to really press them down to make a sound. And my older brother took it and he he claimed it and he carved his name in it. So uh, a few years later, I. Uh, in retaliation, I learned to play the banjo, and I played it. <laughs> he suffered hours for his on sins. hours, hours and uh, hours on end. So, I got back. But it sounds like you you managed to keep guitar going somehow. At the yeah, same time. yeah. I, uh, later on, I I started picking up the banjo about uh, when I was about fourteen or fifteen, and I started picking up the guitar, uh, which my brother let, let me borrow of his uh, about six months later, and. Uh, I would uh, no. He had a bunch of songbooks that he would lend me, and t- so I could uh, play some chords. and And I started writing songs pretty much right away, because uh, it seemed like I didn't play other people's songs very well, but I could I could write songs within the boundaries of my uh, of knowledge. So even if I could, had just knew a couple chords, I could write a two chord song. Um, so it gradually got a little better. So you play banjo in this jazz band. With a great name, the Razzy Dazzy Spasm Band. Yeah, it was, it was more of a uh, more of a bluegrass kind of a, a non-traditional bluegrass band. But uh, yeah, that that was a name I got from a, a book called The Story of the Blues by Paul Oliver. There was a band that played in New Orleans around the turn of the century, and they were uh, kind of basically street urchins that would get together and play on the street. And it was kind of a, a spontaneous band. That's where the the spasm comes in. Uh, so that yeah. So you got the name from the book? Yeah, yeah. So I, I figured those guys probably wouldn't mind if I if I borrowed it since they were 
they played around 1906. Or, uh, but they had some great names. I think uh, uh, Stale Bread Lacombe, uh, Emile Whiskey Benrod, and the Totally Anonymous Warm Gravy. I love those names. So I feel like, I, boy, boy, I, got, I'd like, have, I have to be associated with them in some, some way. Here's another name. I want to see what this triggers for you. This <clears throat> is Godfrey Daniels. Oh, yeah. That's my, 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 home, uh, my home club, uh, uh, Godfrey Daniels Coffee House in uh, 7 East 4th Street in Bethlehem, uh, south side of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And I discovered them uh, right after coming to school in Bethlehem in uh, August of 76. They opened, up in, they opened the club in the, like March of 76. And uh, my friend uh, Doug Anderson from the Resi Desi Spasm Band took me there. It was not a night that had shows. They were just kind of sitting around the front room, passing around the guitar. And uh, I remember I sang a couple of songs, and I, and I thought it had such a great feel to it. I thought, man, this is what Greenwich Village must have been like in the 60s. And I, so I, st- I started going there whenever I could. And I played in the, all the college coffee house uh, things, and I ran the program after a while. I, I, I stayed in Bethlehem because of Godfrey Daniels. I knew there was no, no place like that at home in New Jersey. At least I didn't know it. I started, I started going over to the open mics, and I started hosting the open mics, and I was a kind of a sound man and MC and usher and counter person. When just, you call it your home club, yeah, that was you yeah. mean that literally. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, that's right, that's right. I lived in the basement there for a while. <laughs> when the landlord raised the rent, I was living up the street, and uh, the landlord that's sort of raised... like the folk version of Phantom of the Opera, right? <laughs> <laughs> a songwriter in the basement. <laughs> that's funny. Let's hear this song called "Outnumbered." This is a, a great love song. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a love song I wrote for uh, for my my uh, my girlfriend and my wife, who is my girlfriend. Okay, I was going to say, was this double? Was this two birds with one stone? Or John Gorka is going to take his place uh, in front of the mic. We're going to hear "Outnumbered." It's a song that uh, he wrote for uh, one person who served two different functions yeah. in his life. And uh, I want to, there's one particular line I want to ask about after you sing this. Here is Outnumbered. I was never a player Maybe in song but not in love On a wing and a I chased a dream I was dreaming of Suddenly you were there Behind a smile, behind a name After that summer day I'd never be the same You ask me now How long a love can be I say I don't know But I will love one Till you outnumber me Said it's rainy and cold And you're a thousand miles east My phone can't reach a soul And this night has no release I'd rather buy than be sold But even my money here won't do I won't be worth a thing Till I get next to you You ask me now How long a love can be I say I don't know, but I will love one to 
you outnumber me You are the one So you outnumber me John Gorka in studio today. That was Outnumbered, a song you can also hear on his 2014 album, Bright Side of Down. You're listening to Highway 89 live. And, John, I have to ask uh, yes. what a particular line means. Uh, you, you are the one till you outnumber me. What, what does that mean to you? I will love you to uh, I am no longer here, and mm. there's, uh, there's only one of us, and it's not me. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any such sense. A, such a great line. Uh, you've performed on Austin City Limits, Mountain Stage, E-Town. You've been on CNN. And uh, it seems like you use music to work things out. Yeah, it's, I think it's my way of understanding the world or trying to make some sense of the world. Uh, I was uh, never all that happy with the way I, I expressed myself, especially by speaking. Uh, 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 I'm just demonstrating that there. Uh, okay, that's what I mean. Uh, so I had had trouble, you know, being sh- really shy and uh, uh, socially awkward. So uh, music was the way I, I felt like I was able to uh, communicate and, and express what I felt uh, a lot better than uh, just by speaking, because I I could combine what I could articulate with the lyrics, but combine that with what I couldn't find words for, but could, I could express through the music isn't and it, the sounds. Isn't it interesting how the same words spoken and then sung mean something different? It's, I don't know if it's a different part of the brain or, or what, but the, uh, I feel like uh, the, the place I write from and the place I sing from is a lot more sure than the place I speak from. So there's, there's probably people who know how to figure brain stuff out that they would uh, understand what's, what's missing there. <laughs> I, I, I read this quote from you it, that I really related to. It said, I see my music as a refuge. I see it as a place where people can relax, take in the lyrics, and I see it as a way for me to share that refuge. Like, sort of like you've created this thing that you can both be in or, or under. That, I feel, that's what I feel like with the shows, you know, because I don't, generally don't go with a set, set list. I, I, leave, uh, I leave room for the audience to to make uh, contributions of, of possible songs they can t- call out because sometimes they have a better idea for the uh, what song should be next than, than I, what I was thinking. Now, see if I can get this to get to, get to your question. But I feel like uh, there's a more, more, as I do this more and more over time, there's a, a larger and larger uh, area of common ground where I can meet the audience and, and, uh, and uh, we can... Uh, we can make something uh, make something happen together. Well, it's it's a beautiful idea, and I think it describes why people go to a show. There's something they want to connect with that we yeah, want, we want to get from I, that. There's something I think that you know uh, something that's passed uh, through live music that does not find its way uh, in other other me- mediums. Media, I guess, is the word. I have to ask about your very well traveled guitar case oh, because my case, yeah. I have never ever seen enough. Oh, this many cool stickers on a guitar yeah, case. It's, it's, at this point, it's the stickers are, are holding the case together now. <laughs> Sorry you can't see it on the radio. Hey, we'll get a picture of it. Okay. Also, uh, 
there are some places you mentioned Godfrey Daniels. Yeah, it just had a certain feeling, and there are yeah. places that really lend themselves to uh, where you travel so much. Have you ever been in uh, some situation where you thought this just really does not work? Well, well I, there's certain rooms where where I feel like they could be set up different. Uh, because of where the stage is and where the people are. I, I like to sing out of corners. There's an, a Nancy Griffith song that I sing called Working in Corners uh, sometimes, and uh, I like that because I feel like I, I can see everybody. Mm. Let's hear another song. Uh, this is called Thirstier Wind, and as we've all been listening uh, to, to songs this week, looking forward to your coming, of course, uh, we've picked out different favorites, different ones of us. Our producer Jackie says, oh, Thirstier Wind, that's my favorite. Oh, so right. we're excited for her to get to hear this one live. And Audiophiles will be happy to know that in addition to his 11 albums, John Gorka has also released a collector's edition box featuring a high-definition DVD and companion CD called The Gypsy Life. So here is Thirstier Wind. Okay. Sing for love, geese and eagles move through. Last night the moon above caught a coyote so blue. Every spring is a victory when the winters are this cold. At this point, there's a history keeps you from growing too old. The river will rise, the river may flood. More day in your eyes, more night in your singer John Gorka with Thirstier Wind. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and you're listening to Highway 89 live on BYU Radio. John Gorka is in Utah teaching a workshop at the Intermountain Acoustic Music Association Song School, as well as performing at the Utah Arts Festival. You are about a dozen albums into what you do right now. Yeah. Songwriting is mm-hmm. no... Uh, 
you're no stranger to writing a song. Yeah, that's my my favorite place to be is in the middle of a song, especially in the writing writing part. When I'm writing a song, I'm not doing anything else, so I'm not really paying attention to the the method. So uh, I, I I figured I would try to write something for the festival, so I could tell the people what I did. Mm. So uh, I, as I started working on one this morning, uh, and I finished enough so that I could play it for the for the class and just kind of talk to them about the. There's there's no one way to write a song, and my songs have come to me in very many different ways. So uh, for them, I just try I'll just try to be a uh, you know be a guide because I don't feel like I'm a master uh, uh, educator. <laughs> That's going to be so exciting for them, though, to hear a song that you did for them as part of that process. Well, earlier I alluded to a stolen guitar and a stolen song notebook. Oh, right. So I, I don't want to right. cast aspersions on a particular city. Oh, but no, that, oh, that happened. Well, in, how did you in, feel? Oh, that, oh, that was a, uh, my first time playing in Pittsburgh. I played at a festival, and they took me to a diner after the show, and my guitar was in the trunk of this car. Uh, out of sight and everything, uh, but we came out out of the diner afterwards, and not, uh, the car was gone. There's just a, a little <laughs> pile of glass there. Uh, That's uh, way more than a guitar and a notebook. Yeah, so the guitar, and, yeah, so it wasn't my. Fortunately, it was not my car that time. Uh, I'd had guitars, uh, car, cars, and guitars stolen before, um, but not this. At least this was not my car. But I did get the guitar back. So, and the notebook did it have certain notebook songs I never got you... no, notebook I, I lost. So there's uh, so there's probably some lost uh, some lost songs there. Ouch! This next song is the one I picked out as my repeat. In uh-huh. fact, I had put it back to the beginning before I'd even heard it all the way uh-huh. through. This is a stranger. I saw, I saw a stranger, stranger with, with your hair. hair. Mm-hmm. What an interesting title! So, where does this come from for, uh, for you? Was a, I was, you know, it was a, a woman I, I, I had a terrible crush on, and uh, I was trying to tell her that, and and started it out kind of like a joke, but it kind of how I really felt uh, ended up in the song, and, and kind of concluded with that uh, with that tone. And often, uh, if a, if a, if I start writing a song and it ends in a different with a different kind of tone than the beginning. I'll go back and fix the beginning. But with this one, I left it as it was because it it, it worked uh, as it was. And so interesting that as listeners, so many people read something so different into it. Yeah, that's one of the things that makes it easy for me to sing these songs over and over again because they're they're bigger than I thought, you know, that they're bigger than these things that from my little life, they're a a, a part of a, a larger group of people or a larger uh, a larger thing because it's the, the listener completes the song uh, and I, I, I try to just to get it right and know that it feels right uh, but I might not even know exactly what it's about until you know sometime later well let's hear this one I okay. saw a stranger with your hair and I don't know if John Gorka keeps a list anywhere of possible tombstone epitaphs for someday but His songs were bigger than he thought. It's not a bad way (laughs) to go. Here is I Saw a Stranger with Your Hair. I saw a stranger with your hair Tried to make her give it back So I could send it off to you Maybe Federal Express Cause I know you'd miss it 
I saw another with your eyes The flash just turned my head I went to try them on for size But they looked the other way They wouldn't listen But you're never hard to find in a crowd People around you smiling out loud Their feet don't touch the ground No, their feet don't touch the ground No, their feet don't touch the ground I heard a stranger with your voice took me by surprise Again I found it wasn't you Just an angel in disguise In for a visit And by the way, how is my heart? I haven't seen it since you left I'm almost sure it followed you Could you sometime send it back? I'll buy the ticket But you're never hard to find in a crowd The people around you smiling out loud Their feet don't touch the ground your hair. I really love that one. You're listening to Highway 89. And we've kind of reached the end of our playlist, but we're going to just go out on a limb here and and imagine that you've done a few shows where people ask for an encore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I, I force it on them if they don't. Okay. Well, put that in the back of your mind. Okay. We would love to hear one more. All I right. want to ask about the process of of having a song that you've written and performed be recorded by other artists. You've had them recorded by Mary Chapin Carpenter, Nancy Griffith, one of my heroines, Mary Black, Mara O'Connell. Nancy and Mary Chapin Carpenter both sang my songs, but they have not recorded them. Ah. But I did get to hear Mary Chapin Carpenter sing The Flying Red Horse, and it's such a thrill to hear my words and those voices and, and hear how, how each one makes it their own. There was also uh, one uh, um, 
one of my songs, uh, Semper Fi, I found out was on a Peter, Paul, and Mary uh, record uh, that was a live record. I knew that she had she had been singing it uh, at their shows, but I didn't I didn't know there was a recording of it. So to find out that that she had done it and she did a beautiful did a beautiful job on it. So to hear her, hear that voice, you know, from you know, the, the, like the first song I I, I ever learned to sing was uh, Puff the Magic Dragon when I was mm. like, you know, five or six. So, t- and that came from those guys. So that's, uh, that was a, a thrill to feel like I, uh, I'm a link in the chain. Here's a quote that I loved uh, that we found from you. It said, I feel like the song is not complete unless it has a receiver, a listener who makes it a part of their own imagination, their own life. It becomes kind of a collective property and it's as much their song as it is mine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel, that, and that's that's that, that's I think that's the connection I was always hoping to make with with other people, and uh, fortunately it was a, I was able to do it with uh, with the songs from you know from time to time. Well, tell us what we're going to get for an encore here. Well, let's see here. Uh, let me let me see where the capo is. Uh, uh, let's see. How about? Um, I think uh, about how about this song. Uh, it's it's uh, the words are by the uh, poet William Stafford, uh, um, a poet and po- poet and pacifist, and uh, I, I was at, a few years ago I was asked to contribute some music to a, a short film on his life and work, and uh, uh, I put these his words to a tune. I think I can do it for you. If not, I'll I'll try to I'll try another. All right, let's go for it. <laughs> We're gonna hear this, John Gorka. Playing guitar since he was 10, playing banjo in the Razzy Dazzy Spasm Band, and he has, I will say, come a long way. (laughs) And we're glad to have him on Highway 89 here today, playing an encore piece for us. This is the field where the battle did not happen. Where the unknown soldier did not die This is the field where grass joined hands Where no monument stands And the only heroic thing is the sky And the only heroic thing is the sky Birds fly here without any sound Unfolding their wings across the open No people killed or were killed on this ground Hallowed by neglect and an air so tame That people celebrated by Forgetting its name This is the field Where the battle did not happen Where the unknown soldier Did not die This is the field Where grass joined hands Where no monument stands And the only is the sky and the only heroic thing is the sky 
Wow. Glad we got that extra in. This is Highway 89, our encore song for this episode. What's the title? That was called Where No Monument Stands. Where No Monument Stands. And the documentary, I think, is called Every War Has Two, Two Losers. Losers. That's right. Mm-hmm. John Gorka is a folk-style singer-songwriter. He's performed on Austin City Limits, Mountain Stage, E-Town, CNN. We're proud to add Highway 89 yeah. to that list. He's released 12 albums, including his latest, Bright Side of Down. He's in Utah to play Salt Lake City's Arts Festival and teach a songwriting workshop for the Intermountain Acoustic Music Association. Information about his um, upcoming projects and concerts is available online at johngorka.com. John, thank you so much for Oh, you're welcome. Uh, 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 thanks a lot for having me on. I hope I made some sense. You never have to miss an installment of Highway 89. It's all archived online at byuradio.org slash highway89. And our Instagram and Twitter feeds are at BYUH89. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistant is Abby Horlocker. And the show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>